Our professional identity in the world of employment is about qualifications, choice of career and role in an organization. As a consultant, coach or other service provider, you're a business selling your expertise directly to the marketplace. Marketing a high-end offer is closely linked to how you position yourself and attract clients to you. Why do so many of us find ourselves in an identity crisis and find it so hard to pin down this core piece of the marketing puzzle? That's what we're tackling today on the show. See you in a moment. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every week I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, everyone, and we're back. Can't believe how quickly these first quarter weeks are flying by, but I'm loving how the days are getting noticeably longer and the spring is hinting at warmer days and flowers and all those things that uplift us. We so need it, right? Anyway, today we're diving into the big question of professional identity, the fusion of personal and business branding, of marketing and sales. What a lot of consultants, coaches and service providers experience when they start a business is nothing short of an identity crisis. You may be a generalist in the world of employment or want to reinvent yourself and do a different kind of work. And maybe the new kind of offer doesn't quite align with what you currently do or used to do. These are all situations I've been in, seen others struggle with or helped my clients through. And when I say professional identity or professional reinvention, this isn't about branding in the sense of logo designs, fonts and color schemes. That's just one tiny element when you start to brand yourself. But a quick heads up that we will be tackling how to create a standout brand down the line as I have a fantastic guest expert lined up for you. Now, before you even start to think about branding, you first need to really know who you are as an individual, as an expert and as a service provider. That's what in marketing terms we call your positioning in the marketplace. Today, a consultant or coach's success is rooted not in versatility and being flexible jack of all trades kind of thing. It's in your positioning, being known for doing one specific thing really well, a center of expertise and of excellence. According to Tim Williams, author of Positioning for Professionals, when asked whether or not a company's offerings were highly differentiated, 80% said yes. Yet, only 8% of their customers agreed. So today, we're going to look at how getting clear and confident in your professional identity helps you establish your expert positioning in the eyes of your target audience and to build your marketing and sales offers with clarity and confidence, authenticity and uniqueness. And I came across a great little guide on positioning from marketing agency Madtown. So if you want more reasons why you should bother with the whole business of professional identity and positioning in particular, they give you six really compelling reasons. I'll put the link in the show notes, which you can find from the episode summaries at leveragebusinesspodcast.com. 
So here's the six reasons. And if you want the details, go to find that resource. Its audience is professional services firms, but I think it applies equally well to solo professionals and freelancers. In fact, I've had this exact conversation with at least two of my clients this month, which is really why I wanted to cover it in the podcast. Right. So the six reasons they suggest for why positioning matters are one, you firmly establish your identity. And that's what we'll be focusing on today. Two, you work with clients you actually enjoy and say no to the ones you don't. We've talked about that in the past. And three, you generate better leads more often. Again, marketing needs to be specific. And I've talked before about specificity being an incredibly useful leverage tool. Number four, you can focus on doing fewer things better. And again, this is around developing a sense of not just your expertise, but your excellence in a particular area. Number five, you're able to charge a price premium because you're the best in class. Again, links to excellence and links to really standing out um, for doing one thing really well. And six, you stay relevant in a larger geographical market. So rather than spreading yourself quite thinly in one region or one country, you actually can start to think about how you can gain some market share across a global audience. Because the big problem many consultants and coaches have is that until you crack your own code, so to speak, not being clear on your professional identity holds you back from moving other things forward in your business, your marketing, sales and making offers, what you deliver. And it's incredibly frustrating when you're kind of spinning around trying to think, well, you know, what am I all about? If you were selling widgets, professional identity can help, but it's, it's, it's not really a necessity for finding customers. But for professional services, the last thing you want is to end up as a commodity trading on standard prices of the industry rather than on your value and value for money. So the first thing that I want to tackle here is fighting the labels of our past, because often we come to the game of self-employment with um, our CV. So listen up, if you're not fighting demons from past experiences and are crystal clear on your professional identity and your marketing is humming and generating lots of clients for you, then feel free to skip this episode and maybe even the next one where we'll look at crafting and selling a core offer. But if you have some uncertainty around what you bring uniquely to the table that helps your target market see you as the right fit for what they need, then it's worth a listen. So stay tuned. Right, let's go back to the beginning. When people start a consulting or coaching type business, it's usually focused around what they used to do for a living, working for someone else. Not always, but maybe you changed your direction entirely and that's fine. This will be equally relevant. In a J-O-B, your job, you have a job title, a job description and a clear role, usually anyway. So again, usually there's clarity around your duties and what you do for the organization, its staff internally, and of course, its customers externally. In a corporate environment as an employee, whether that's public, private, third sector, you join an industry and you fit into a functional team that's internally facing, such as HR, IT, finance, hospitality, marketing, PR, R&D, whatever it is. That's, and, and you also maybe fit into a specialist team and that's externally facing, like consulting, training or customer services. As you may know, organizations love to create these functional divides. And in fact, 
one of the reasons I, I have a great consulting business is because I go in there and I help them join some of these bits up and to improve uh, business processes. But these are really different tribes and territories. So uh, sometimes the work is not so much about mechanisms as culture and about really understanding each other. Um, but those tribes and territories that you've had in your job become very tightly wrapped around you. It's who you identify with. It's how you identify yourself. So professional identity in a job sometimes, though, is not something you get to define yourself. You know, you're given a label and you just have to accept the one that goes with the job, right? Most of the time. And over time, these identities can be quite tricky to move out of if you decide to go in a different direction. That's where professional reinvention comes in. And I talk about that a fair bit in the first part of my book, where I focus on leveraging you. When you start up on your own, these professional identities, tribes and territories and the titles you get given are really unhelpful. They label you as the same as others in that professional role. And if you're not paying attention to the need to differentiate and position yourself in marketing terms, as a business owner, you're missing a trick for getting noticed and attracting clients to you. You see, we have the power to intentionally define our own professional identity when we are in business for ourselves and how we see ourselves in a professional context as individuals, business owners, entrepreneurs and industry leaders. We can define it based on our specific area of expertise, based on a specific type of client, or based on our unique process or methodology, or a blend of all three. Add into the mix your experience and thought leadership, and you'll stand out even stronger in the marketplace. Without a unique identity, you can't build a personal brand. Without a personal brand, you can't stand out and you'll be forever doomed to remain a commodity in the eyes of your prospective clientele. And indeed, that's the situation many professional services end up in. When you begin with defining your professional identity, you can start to share your unique personal story and build your business brand around it. I love the expression, who dares wins, because having the entrepreneurial spirit inside me for half my adult life, it seems very fitting. Possibly it does to you too, although maybe it feels a little bit stressful when you're first going and uh, setting out. It's normally credited to the founder of the SAS, Sir David Sterling, but I believe Winston Churchill said it, it also in relation to war strategies. And of course, it's a war out there right now. And there's also films and TVs that use Who Dares Wins. And even Del Boy said it in Only Fools and Horses. In the context of creating a unique professional identity, Who Dares Wins is about getting bold and creative. Here's why. First, let's consider the territory, your industry. Globally, there are literally hundreds of thousands of professional service businesses. And the industry continues to expand as more people change careers and opt to start their own business out of choice or necessity. Competition in most every industry has never been fiercer. And we've had some specific challenges this year as well on top, of course. In the digital age, tech-savvy businesses are increasingly using direct marketing and sales approaches to enjoy extraordinary ease of entry into the marketplace. So what are they doing differently? How are they standing out? What's their identity all about? Well, they're lacing their websites and social media with compelling, customer-focused and socially conscious brand stories for a start. People then identify with what your 
talking about with what you stand for. So your identity becomes around a particular point of view or a particular um, theory or a particular kind of thought leadership that you want to present. Traditional service businesses aren't really very good at that. They're service providers. They don't think of themselves necessarily as leaders in the industry. And that's just something to think about for yourself. But mostly um, I see service business owners struggling to differentiate themselves, not only from these digital native newcomers, but from their peers. And, and that seems to be a much easier thing to solve. Because in an environment that's oversaturated with providers, information, marketing messages and sales offers, focusing on relevance and the specific and timely needs of your target market is way more important than saying the wrong thing in the latest trendy digital format. While consulting remains an expanding industry, organizations today are either reviewing the way they use consultants or questioning the value and return on investment that they get from using them. Isn't it frustrating that you have all this knowledge, expertise and experience, yet you can't seem to connect it with people who want what you have to offer? Part of this is the often intangibility of what consulting and coaching services deliver. Even in renowned firms, it's clear that their consulting is presented in a fairly generalist manner and their only offer is trading their knowledge and done-for-you services. This presents a constant struggle to win business because such consultancy is simply a common commodity. It doesn't have a clear identity. It doesn't stand out. Unless you're differentiated, distinctive and offer something tangible, The only value propositions a prospective client can judge you on is cost or locality. Successful service businesses leverage their unique specialism. They create micro niches. Their professional identity is around particular market segments who have a very specific problem. Incidentally, just because it's a micro niche doesn't mean it's a small segment. Specificity creates a very exclusive magnet for attracting the right kind of clients to work with you. Once you have this dialed in, take your expertise and turn it into an effective program of change for these people. In her book, Stand Out, Dori Clark has some great advice. She says, in any competitive marketplace, the thing you must avoid at all costs is becoming a commodity, a random, faceless provider who will suffice if the price is low enough. If there's no customer loyalty, you're always at risk of being undercut. An inability to connect with customers is a big part of the problem for businesses that have a very undefined professional identity, who have lost themselves in the undifferentiated middle of their marketplace. The world is changing rapidly and how you communicate and build relationships, how you harness technology to establish professional visibility and trust is vastly different today than even just a few years ago. I really liked how Robert Craven expressed this idea in his book, Grow Your Service Firm. He states that experts present themselves in the position of authority or knowledge. They tend to be seen as positioners where they set out to adopt a specific position in the eyes of the customer rather than prospectors where they are chasing work and clients. The common trait is that you're an expert in your field and as an expert, you use what you know and can do to help a specific type of person in a specific market achieve a specific outcome that they want and will pay for. You can hear specific a lot in that, right? (laughs) 
But if you're unclear on specifically what you do and why you do it, the market can be pretty unforgiving. In order to fulfill your calling, live your message and leverage your expertise, you will need to be capable of clearly articulating what problem you help people resolve and how you deliver the solution to them as clients. But even when you succeed with differentiation in positioning terms, without some identity and styling, your brand can come across very, very boring. So I dare you to be different in a creative and bold way. Who dares wins, right? In fact, that's a big part of the fourth dimension in my iSuccess framework. Be unique and be creative. Leverage your individuality and personality, your interests and your story. In fact, these are all elements that run through the positioning, branding and pricing dimensions in my iSuccess framework. Be unique, be bold, be creative. Leverage your individuality and personality, your interests and your story. And you can do it in a more imaginative way than you might have done in a corporate or institutional environment. Let's move on to discovering your unique differentiators. So think about it as a consultant, coach, or other professional expert service provider. The core of your business is you. And the engine is driven by a seamless process of how you connect with your potential customers at each stage of the relationship. In my book, I call it client dating. And that metaphor can get quite hilarious when you think about how we go about attracting and winning over your perfect partner. Now, when I'm teaching or coaching on differentiating yourself, I often get the response of, that's all well and good, and I totally understand the need to stand out, but how do you differentiate yourself from all the other experts out there, especially the big players? What does unique look like? Simple answer, it looks like you. Brand identity is what you, clients, and prospective customers can see. Professional identity is what lies beneath how you see yourself in terms of your genius zone. More on that later. Each stage in a prospective client's journey to becoming a customer is about deepening that connection, building the bond. Marketing and sales and service delivery all require a firm grasp on your own professional identity at the core of everything that you do. It's linked to that of your target audience. It's linked to what the audience wants and is willing to pay a premium to get. That's your expert positioning. What fuels this flywheel is your expertise, and education is what makes the whole thing run right. This is where things get exciting, because good educational content provides a trust-building bridge between your professional identity that engages your ideal clients and your offer, that is, the program or service you're enrolling them into. Let me say that again, because it's super important. Good educational content provides a trust-building bridge between your professional identity that engages your ideal clients and your offer. That is the program or service you're enrolling them into. Good educational content provides a trust-building bridge between your professional identity that engages your ideal clients and your offer. That is the program or service you're enrolling them into. In order to sell people on you and your expertise and the value of what you do, you need to cultivate an engaged and responsive audience. And for that, you're going to need to specialize and create a unique brand message that speaks to the exact segment of the market you want to attract. The more specific you can be and the more value you provide up front, the more you'll stand out and get noticed by the right people. 
When you demonstrate and validate how you can help someone before you try to convert or sell them anything, you will attract them very strongly into your sales or sign-up process. And we're going to dive deeper into the sales side of this in next week's episode. For now, let's just say having relevant and valuable content is an important pillar for your professional identity and expert authority. But let me just give you two reasons. One, an education-driven approach more easily fits your professional values as a consultant or coach for how you help people. And two, it engenders the relationship building and trust that's needed to acquire a high-end client. Research shows that audiences engage more strongly and are often more persuaded to take the next logical step with you when you share helpful content, explain your point of view and where it comes from, and connect on a human level. Your content doesn't even have to be polished. It just has to be relevant, valuable and authentic. No matter what your preferred operational model is, digital or face-to-face, or a blend of the two, it's hard to grow and scale your business significantly without leverage across your marketing, sales, and delivery processes, but you can definitely make significant leverage gains when you improve the effectiveness of your marketing. What that looks like in practice with regard to professional identity is being visible, is being clear and being well differentiated in the marketplace and having a compelling message and irresistible content that really connects with what your ideal clients are looking for. This attraction marketing is how you drive your lead generation and build a targeted and responsive list. As long as you're promoting your unique expert system and the result you deliver for your specific target audience, you can position yourself with confidence, standing by the value of what you help people achieve and the price you charge. My advice is to get clear on this, claim your professional identity and start rocking your genius, as they say. In my experience, most of the challenges consultants face in producing consistent revenue is linked to ineffective marketing to attract the right clients and or low profitability of what you're offering. And the solution lies partly in making some key mindset shifts and partly in getting really bold in your positioning. There's a real neuroscience for working on how you see yourself and what you do, the value you provide and the particular nuances that make you special. So if this is an area that you're struggling with, I would definitely recommend that you get a coach who can help you with those particular areas. In today's competitive marketplace, it's not enough to be good at what you do. You have to stand out. And for that, we need confidence. And for that, we need to really believe in what we're standing out about. Those businesses that hone in on a single idea tend to experience greater success attracting their best clients. Aim to work in your highest genius zone and truly believe in the benefits that you can bring to your clients. For professional service providers, this is your zone of excellence or core competency as an expert. If you're currently quite generalized, you'll need to reinvent yourself slightly and rebrand because survival in an increasingly competitive marketplace means being super strategic and drilling down into a specialist and micro niche in order to stand out. I'd argue that to be in real alignment with the bigger vision you have for your business, you need to identify an ideal offer within your genius zone that sits in the intersection of what you do, your expertise, and what is profitable in terms of your client's needs. 
there's a little figure that I've got. It's actually in my book, which I'll include in the show notes. And because that, that kind of, that kind of overlap between your expertise and your client's needs, that's really where to focus your ideal offer because you're then going to be working in your genius zone. And it's something that's incredibly fulfilling. So if you can identify that and it's something you enjoy, fills with you passion and pride, so much the better because you're going to be able to talk about it in your content and with clients on the phone um, with a much greater sense of purpose and dedication and belief in what you can actually deliver. Once you have this dialed in, you can leverage digital practices to rock your genius, grow your client base and scale your business. So it's worth spending the time to really home in on that core dimension of your professional identity because it's what underlines your positioning in the marketplace. So let's move on to the marketplace. You know, building a relationship with your ideal audience is a lot of what having a clear professional identity and your positioning and your expert status really is all about. People buy from people. So an important element is not just about your expertise, but also your personal brand. So it's sharing your professional identity and your personality to help your target audience understand why you do what you do, as well as what you do and how you do it. They need to know you, like you and trust you. So the like component there is also pretty important. In your writing, your presentations or conversations, you can talk about your why by sharing your beliefs, passion and personal experiences. Being open and authentic in this way attracts a kinship with your ideal audience that's almost tribal in nature. It helps to highlight the relevance and value of what you provide and the outcomes you help deliver. There's a reason that I interweave much of my own personal experience and stories about clients through what I do because it helps you to see whether or not things resonate for you to see whether or not the things we're talking about is a fit for what you need to focus on for what you need to hear about what you need to consider for your own business sharing something of yourself helps illuminate your professional identity it doesn't diminish your professionalism you know people want to know you as a person as well as come to know what you're best at Clarity, relevance and authenticity is what drives all of my marketing. It's, it's all related to customer engagement and sales. But communicating your unique value is both an art and a science in the digital world. Producing great copy is a skill most definitely worth cultivating. But you first have to sell yourself to yourself. A quick aside, I have a brilliant guest coming up um, in the end of April. I think episode 28 is due to be released. And that's with fantastic copywriter and content strategy expert, Laura McDowell. And I'm really looking forward to sharing that interview with you. But what I mean by first having to sell yourself to yourself is that you need to have strong belief that you can deliver what you promise, that you, you know, you're coming at at your marketing from a position of integrity that, you know, you've got the expertise behind you, you've got the experience behind you. If you're not clear yourself about who you are or what you can do, if you're not confident in your own value, you can't expect your prospective client to be either. And no amount of leverage will help. So sometimes we really need to work on ourselves before we 
try to write copy or try to articulate what our offer is and why it's of value. And I mean, this is super important and I've learned it myself as well because when I'm not clear, nothing really seems to work. And when I'm super clear and passionate, everything seems to flow. So, you know, you can align to your purpose, target a profitable audience, which is the first two dimensions of my my success framework. Um, And and those are so important to positioning yourself effectively in the marketplace, which is the third dimension. So these are the initial foundations really for your business. It's woeful to me how many independent consultants and coaches get totally stuck, perplexed and frustrated on these foundations, on these fundamental elements. And most times it's not, um, it's not a poor decision making, it's a, it's a belief problem. Um, they don't even realize that, you know, brand clarity, if you like, is the biggest blockage behind their lack of growth. But actually what's behind a lack of brand clarity is a lack of, um, of understanding really what their genius zone is. And I think that's where really you can spin your wheels for many, many months, even years, um, and not realizing what the root cause is of the problem and where a business coach or even a personal coach and a bit of counseling can help you very much so. Because we've often all gone through some pretty horrific experiences. And, you know, I don't think we realize the emotional toll that that can play. And when you set up in business, you know, as an entrepreneur, you've got to be sort of strong and fearless and bold and creative and all of those things, which they all come from that, that sort of sense of, of belief and, and, you know, really a sense of purpose of what you're doing. And if you've lost that somehow, and I've talked about this in a previous uh, episode, if not more than one episode, um, because that was my journey is like, you know, I just suddenly lost a sense of, of what I was all about. I'd been doing so many different things and, um, you know, I really had to spend some time just working on me, working on my mindset, working on, um, you know, what is it that actually drives me? As your professional identity and brand message are so core to success, and um, hopefully I've kind of relayed that, a little bit of personal story in there as well and and being a bit vulnerable, Um, but not having dialed this in is the root cause of so many other problems further down the line. And that's why I spend quite a fair bit of time on this kind of groundwork, not only in this podcast, but also in, you know, I've got a whole chapter in my book, as I probably mentioned, on leveraging you because it's so fundamental. In the first sections of the book, we we look at strengthening your beliefs and your value to the people you want to serve. When you can make this first sale of yourself to yourself, you'll make way faster progress with everything else that you do to grow your business. Yet we must, of course, avoid making it all about you. You've got to be able to look at your brand from the uh, and, and your professional identity from the potential customer's perspective too. They need to resonate with what you stand for. Top performing consultants are responding to this kind of positioning by focusing their marketing on the people that they help, the problems that they solve and the results that they deliver. This has become a fairly standard part of of marketing um, design now. So rather than looking at your CV or the features of your service to really focus on the outcomes of what you do. And this is where once you get clear, it's a lot easier to establish an authority platform around these core concepts. Professional identity, in my estimation, is the first step to leveraging your competitive advantage as an independent expert 
with regard to profile building, systems building and assets building. It provides the lift and thrust to build, market, grow and scale business. It offers a fulcrum for leveraging how you position, package, promote, sell and deliver your products, programs and services. So it's pretty fundamental, right? (laughs) However, if you're feeling a bit lost with where to start to create a unique and compelling positioning statement, then I totally get that too. I've been there many times over the course of my career and entrepreneurial journey. And I share my story in the book because I just think it's really, it almost gives you permission to feel that way, to sort of have been through that process. And, you know, I hope that there's a lot of nuggets in that book for for those of you that read it or are planning to read it, um, that will really help you get on the right track. And indeed, in my Leverage Business Accelerator program, we also spend quite a bit of time on the success mindset. Um, I covered a couple of episodes a few weeks back on that specifically because it's really quite critical to things working out for you further down the line. Sharing personal stories and talking about why you do what you do sounds a little bit pink and fluffy, but it's actually really vital to how you connect with your audience as well as giving value by specific technical expertise and thought leadership and sharing knowledge. And it's so often missing in the corporate world of marketing offers. So immediately by doing that, you start to differentiate yourself. You become more human than the faceless corporate consulting firms. And I've won a lot of business because I've talked a lot more um, about myself and my clients and my journey because there's a lot of similarities in the types of clients that I have for obvious reasons. Even if your whole business is selling into corporate organizations, institutions or government agencies, the decision makers your marketing is aimed at are still people. They're still human beings. They still want to have a pleasant conversation. They want to get to know you. You know, you want to develop a relationship that's not about a one-off transaction. It's about an ongoing potential client um, for your business. So I say, go ahead, be bold, do something a bit different, share what you're all about, what you care about and why it's important to the people you serve. This immediately delivers a massive dose of authenticity, authority and clarity, and it strengthens your brand positioning and your messaging. Without it, you often can feel rather vague and and kind of gray and commonplace and directionless to your audience. Now, I admit it took me a while to really home in on all of this. And, you know, again, I've I've written about that in my book because that's okay. It can take a while because, you know, you've done all kinds of things in your career. And it's one of the reasons that you're great at being a consultant or a coach, because you can borrow from all kinds of of experiences and examples. But but after all this kind of long and varied career I'd had, I I felt that I'd rather become rather multi-niche. And 99% of professionals stay in their lane. Educators do education, designers do design, accountants do accounting, lawyers do law, plumbers do plumbing, engineers do engineering and so forth. Well, I've never been able to stay in one lane. I mean, that's that's just how I am. I, I, I'm interested in a lot of different things. So I've been mixing it up throughout my career and probably, or maybe you have been too. Even in the early years in the education sector, I've been a researcher, a teacher, a staff developer, a learning technologist, a project manager, and a course designer. Likewise, in business, I've not stuck with one industry. I've worked in many different industries and across public and private and third sectors. Talk about an identity crisis. (laughs) I mean, there comes a point when you wonder what you're good for. 
And that's where your confidence goes is because you, you, you haven't kind of hold yourself up in excellence of any particular one thing. And if you ever look at the job market, they want someone with a profession, a clear career path, people who stayed in their lane. So I'm pretty unemployable now, I'd say. Um, but professional identity is increasingly being reinvented in new and different ways. So, you know, it's no big deal that you're kind of a bit all over the place. But take a stand now and think about where you want to go into the future. But it doesn't mean you're not going to change ever. Nothing's set in stone because, you know, everything everything changes. And, and quite often we have to pivot our businesses. And that means maybe a little bit of reinvention. So as a business, what you need to do is be responsive to market shifts. Um, it doesn't mean that your professional identity changes massively or that your positioning necessarily changes. But certainly your messaging would need to change. Um, because we don't want to be limited by the labels of um, what we say our expertise is, but we want to be driven by the nature of the work, the people that you help and the result that you deliver. My journey does actually have some patterns, some common themes. You'll be delighted to know. And um, you know, take a look at what's the golden thread running through all the different things that you do in your work and in your life, in fact. So I bet you you'll find some patterns. The point is that even with the messes that I got into in terms of my professional identity and the big job of drawing out strands from what I call my big bucket of spaghetti, reinventing your professional identity can attract exciting opportunities too. What you do, how you serve is not set in stone because of the qualifications you have or the job you used to do. It should come from the heart and connect with the people that you most want to serve. Whether you're just setting up in your consulting or coaching business, remember to stand well away from all those others playing the commodity game. That's my best advice. It's important you build on the strong foundations, though. And, you know, what you've achieved so far, you know, you're not going to dismiss all of that, but you're trying to draw out from it the commonalities. Your unique expert brand needs to be so specific that it provides a kind of a badge of honor and distinguishes you from others in your niche. And again, I'm not talking about um, qualifications or accreditations here. One of the hardest concepts that consultants and coaches find to accept in marketing is that generalists get lost in the crowd. To stand out, you need to be a specialist. And there's a lot of sometimes resistance to that because you think, well, that's going to reduce the size of my potential target market. But if you pluck out a specific strand where there is a big need or a problem and then you build a distinctive offer around it, you'll really start to see a huge difference in how well you can engage and enroll people. If it's a specific audience that has that need or problem, then you're already in business. It's how you attract your ideally suited and profitable clients or customers. And that's why you need to start with what you enjoy and what's your genius zone. Because if you get this right, you don't want to be solving a need or problem that actually you don't really enjoy doing, um, even if it's great for, for your marketing or for your sales. In terms of delivery, you'll end up doing something that you don't really love. So your identity and brand should match and speak not only the language of what your clients are looking for, but also what your pur purpose and passions are yourself. Now, having a digital presence around all of that 
is a great advantage for building a distinctive brand and becoming slightly famous, if you like. Building a platform based on modalities that play to your strengths, be it speaking, writing, teaching or facilitating, is really the best starting place to think about how you share with your audience what you're all about. How I do this is by packaging my services into structured and branded programs that deliver a specific solution to a specific problem. That may be delivered in different formats. Um, there may be subsections of that, that some people are just starting out and they need the foundations, whereas other people are at the point where they're at six figures and they actually need to scale and look at, at scalability and different business models to do that. But I deliver it in different formats. You know, for instance, one's a, you know, one could be a one-to-one -one consulting project working with someone. Um, and other things could be a group workshop. So it's kind of matching what the needs of your audience and whether or not they're going to get a really good um, experience working with you um, within a group, within a group setting. And, uh, you know, there's a really growing school of thought about the power of masterminds. And I just did a fantastic session with a colleague, Liz Scully, who her businesses rethink central and the big the, the big focus for her is on masterminding it's her genius zone and she loves it she's so passionate about it so really good example there okay so let me just move on finally then to marketing a high-end offer so we've talked about what's at the core in terms of your your professional identity and your positioning um, but another way to look at defining and positioning your unique expert status is to consider the specific solution um, as an outcome, a benefit or a transformation that you provide. And even if you're using something standard in your industry, you know, like Prince2 or whatever, um, that you need to find a way to differentiate how you're using it, you know, what you're specifically bringing to the table, perhaps a novel way to represent your methodology visually. And this becomes your unique expert system. So next, you look at the vehicle for delivering this solution. So like I've just been saying, how you work with your clients and what's a good match for helping them get where they want to be. You know, it's not a matter of just choosing the blend based on how much time is involved or, um, you know, even the sort of even the experience of your participants. It's actually is that the right piece to include that will help them get the result um, don't include it for the sake of it I think is what I'm saying being clear on your core business the why what and how means you can design your architecture accordingly you create a platform you target your audience position yourself package and price your offer build and scale around one unique solution that you deliver in the changing world we live in today, business is constantly reinventing itself. We mentioned that before, and, and that means consultants need to be constantly reinventing themselves too. We need to constantly reaffirm our marketing and on occasion even reinvent our offer. As we touched on earlier, sometimes when you've evolved your professional identity over time, you find yourself in a fog because you can't work out who you are anymore what you believe in, what you stand for, what you even care about. Uh, call it losing your mojo, call it losing focus. Sometimes you just lose the plot. And when this happened to me personally a few years back now, it was very frustrating and sad because I'd always been such a driven and optimistic person. And it's not a simple three-step formula to get it back. You know, that's why you work with a coach because it's not straightforward. You know, that there's not a, there's not a, 
it's not a blueprint for for getting your mind back in gear despite what some online courses will sell you on it's a strategic review at a very deep and personal level and it's tough and it can take time and you you can't force it i know because i've had to do it and it's taken me many many years and if this is where you are i don't want that for you um this is why i do what i do because once i get somebody really clear on their their offer and their offer market fit um, the rest of is easy. The marketing of your high-end offer is is easy. Um, what makes it difficult is that lack of clarity. That at each stage it feels like you're wading through mud. Um, and I've I've heard that so many times. In fact, that exact expression either it's either mud or treacle, one of one of the two. Um, so I hope that this exploration of professional identity today has helped you think through your own pieces of the puzzle and how it relates to your marketing success. Um, because it's important to see the main picture, not just the edges, not just the specific um, pieces that have hard lines on them, um, but the, the blurry bits, the, the bits that you can't quite find the, the pieces of in the big box of puzzle pieces. And once you think about that main picture that you're going to focus on first and you build from the outside inside out only when you fully own your expert process i think um, can you claim your professional identity and create an authentic brand position in the marketplace and then you start attracting the clients you really want to work with so from professional identity and offer positioning next week we're going to take this a step further and look at the sales process and how to have great discovery conversations with prospective clients that drive the right people to sign up for your programs and services so it's really about aligning professional identity positioning branding pricing and then making the offer so until then who dares wins yes Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So, hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.